Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. So today's topic is a pretty heavy one, and the reason that we're here is because I've recently found myself in a position where I have to make an important decision. And there's not really any clear path in either direction that doesn't risk some sacrifice. So on one hand, there's compromising my values, and on the other is compromising my financial security. And of course, my ability to provide for my family as well as I do now. Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, I've been reminded this week, while talking to friends about my situation uh, and how my employment may be in jeopardy, depending on what decision that I make, of a very well-intentioned but often misguided sentiment. And that sentiment was, you have to do what's best for your family. And normally I would hear that line and it would register as truth in my heart and I would just move right on along. But this particular time in this situation, that stuck in my heart like a ball of fire. And and the more I thought about it, the more fired up I got because I can't help but say in my heart, no, I'm not called to do whatever is best for my family. I'm called to do what is right. And so what is best? I want to take a moment and really dissect what what we are saying when we say do what is best. So without wasting time out of the gate, I'm going to say that God is a righteous God, not a bestest God. God doesn't tell us to look at all the options and choose the one with the least consequences. He expects us to walk the path that aligns with his word, whatever the cost. And so it's so easy for us to look at our responsibility to take care of our family, a very real and biblical responsibility, but then use that as an excuse to walk the path that is least inhibitive to personal prosperity, as if somehow by choosing a path that may bring negative consequences onto the family is by default ungodly. And that is false. It's false. It is false. That is a lie that has allowed entire civilizations to crumble, just bowing at the feet of evil men while God's people are preoccupied with making sure they don't do anything that might mess up what they've got going for them. In Luke 9, 62, says, And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, I want to speak directly to the men for a moment. Yes, God has called us to provide, and God has also called us to lead. If we are leading, that means we're at the front. And if we're leading biblically, that means we are following God's word wherever that leads. Now, if we are trying to work the plow the way Jesus told us, then we can't keep looking back to see how the hard decisions may impact those that are following behind us. That is a very hard line, but it is no less true. I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm talking about when we are facing real and difficult right and wrong situations. We can't afford to look over our shoulders. I mean, what are we looking for? Are we trying to make adjustments 
to how we live our lives based on how it affects the people we love, because that's a great way to plow in circles. Just keep looking back and making sure you keep everyone happy. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Acts 5.29 says, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. So when man says, when your loved one says, and when your heart says, I have to do what's best for my family, that is Satan's cheap twist on the truth. I must do what is right. So what is right? The truth is, when we do what is right, we do what is also best for our family. It may not feel the best. It may not promote their prosperity the best. It may not even promote their survival the best. Now, that's a hard one. But before you get mad and say, I'm crazy, hear me out. We are accountable. We are accountable to God first and family second. If we preserve our family in the carnal by compromising the spiritual, then we haven't done what is right or what is best. Matthew 16, 24 through 26 says, Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So congratulations. We've done a great job providing for our loved ones. We've plowed the field, planted the crops, gathered the harvest, and baked the bread. But here's the problem. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's important to take care of what God has given us, but not at the cost of compromising what is true and right. We need to make sure we are plowing straight lines before we worry about the harvest. We are so stuck in wanting to do what's right, but not being able to afford it. The truth is we can't afford not to do what's right. The problem is doing what's best means doing what is gratifying in the short term while doing what is right is usually quite costly. But if we fail as people to do what is right, despite it not being what is best for us in the present, then we sacrifice our future to what is wrong. When we look at history and learn from the mistakes of countless generations, if we don't do what is right while we have it as a choice, it won't be long before we likely lose the opportunity to choose. And it's not an easy choice. But Christ gave us example of how to make it. Now, Jesus knew the path he was on would lead his disciples to pain and death. Jesus loved those young men. He loves all of his children, and yet he didn't shrink away from the cross of Calvary. Jesus didn't choose to turn his path so that his followers wouldn't know pain and suffering and death. He knew the cost that he had to pay for obeying God. He knew the price that those following him would have to pay for obeying God. He stayed the course, and everyone paid the price. So in the short term, there was unimaginable pain, suffering, and death. But in the long term, there was also a worldwide movement that spread the grace and love of God and the gospel to all people and all nations. So I wish I could tell you that we should just find peace in keeping our heads down and providing for our families above all else and making our highest calling to be to preserve those we love at all costs. But that was not the example of Christ. He was willing to pay any price to walk the line that was set before him, to plow the field without looking back, to truly put God first above all else. And many of us feel that we could lay down our own security for the cause of Christ. But very few of us can comprehend allowing any suffering 
to come upon our loved ones for the cause of Christ. And I hate to say it, but that's a problem. That's exactly why most good-intentioned Christians will sit on their hands while the Neros and the Hitlers and the Stalins of history rise to power. And we would do what is right, but, but what would happen to our family? What about my spouse? What about my kids? What about my friends? It is a heartbreaking situation, but I feel in my heart that we are edging so very, very close to that kind of position in our society once again. And unless we as Christians are willing to be obedient to God, even at the expense of those we love, then the truth is we aren't really willing to be obedient to God. And I don't say that carelessly. I say it with a heavy heart, as I myself am coming into this sort of situation in my own life. It hurts. It stinks. And I don't like it. And I really want what is best for my family. But by God's grace, I pray that I'll have the strength to do what I believe is right. And we need to practice that now while it's easier. Or we definitely won't be prepared to be faithful when it's really, really hard. And I'll leave you with this verse that I love from the book of Daniel when his three friends were stuck between honoring God or obeying the king's command. Daniel three sixteen through 18 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.